This is NTL Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast. NTL Now is brought to you by Circle W Sports, the new name in the game for high school sports. NTL Now is also brought to you by Endless Mountains Brace and Mobility, Mansfield University, Max Driving Academy, and the Park Hotel and Brewing Company. Now let's join the host of NTL Now, here's Shane Wilbur. Welcome back, NTL Sports fans. Who am I ready for this week, and why? Because, well, it is the 50th episode. That's right. We've gone through 48, 49, and finally, we have reached the 50 plateau for episodes of the NTL Now podcast. Welcome back. Shane Wilbur, as always, here, ready to go. And I'm telling you, we have a jam-packed episode this week. We're going to talk NTL baseball, NTL softball, and, of course, NTL track and field as well. We've got some special guests coming up this week as well to help uh, break down all of that for us. Of course, uh, we're going to talk to three coaches across the NTL this week. We're going to talk Wellsboro baseball with Coach Steve Adams. We're going to talk why losing track and field with the always popular and kind of uh, special guest of the podcast, Coach Jim Schools. And of course, we're going to round out this week talking NTL softball with the head coach of the Athens Lady Wildcats, Mickey Farrell. So as you can tell, we've got all of our bases covered this week. As far as spring sports go, looking forward to a great 50th episode. And again, uh, none of this possible without all of you, the listeners out there, for tuning in, making these uh, 50 episodes possible, and definitely looking forward to making this week's just as great. Now, of course, uh, you know, usually this time of the program, this is where we kind of dive into uh, the NTL scoreboard. Well, we are still pretty much early in the year, so, you know, kind of just seeing how things have evolved here to start the season. Uh, I want to congratulate uh, the Canton Warriors baseball team, also the Kalineski Valley Lady Indians and the Athens Lady Wildcats uh, on a successful start to the season so far. They've got a couple of wins under their belt here to start the year. Uh, saw things are going well so far for North Penn Mansfield baseball. Uh, saw Northeast Bradford softball got their season kicked off as well with a win so glad to see you know some of our area teams getting out there getting wins getting some confidence and uh, hoping to see uh, more of that coming up here in the weeks to come uh, over this spring season. So, yes, uh, as I said, though, a jam-packed episode ahead here. We've got a lot to dive into, and, uh, you know, we're not going to waste any time this week. It's the 50th episode. Let's get it going. We're going to talk with head coach Steve Adams as we preview Wellsboro Baseball. That's coming your way next. Keep it here as we now thank our good friends at Circle W Sports and then back with Coach Adams right here on the 50th edition of the NTL Now podcast. Growing up in a small town. It's important to get your name out there if you want to play at the next level. Circle W Sports helped me get the exposure I needed. It's really been a one-stop shop for college coaches where they can go in there and they can find information about not only one player, but the rest of our team, guys that they might not be thought they were interested in before they went to the website. So Circle W has really done that. It's linked highlight films, contact information, and everything that the coach would need. Circle W Sports, the new name in the game for high school sports. Time to talk some baseball action this week here on the NTL Now podcast. And this week, it gives me great pleasure to preview the Wellsboro Hornets baseball season. And for that, we welcome in their manager slash head coach, Steve Adams. Coach, glad to catch up with you this week for the podcast. Thanks. I'm excited to be here. Coach, you know, I had the opportunity to actually talk with you back in basketball season. Now it's a whole different animal here uh, when the spring rolls around with baseball. I mean, do you approach different sports in different ways uh, with your coaching styles? No, I think we fundamentally, you know, kind of work on the same thing, and, that, and that's preparation. But the, the tough stuff uh, for baseball is in softball you can prepare, but then you might not get on the field as much. So you're you're always a little worried that you haven't prepared enough. Now, Coach, of course, you know, you are definitely in that situation right now uh, where your team has not seen the field yet. So let's just take some time here. Let's kind of uh, preview uh, this Wellsboro squad. So, I mean, I know you've had some preseason workouts already. Uh, what are you liking out of this squad so far that you're seeing from the guys? 
I think we're going to be pretty solid defensively. We've got some players that have that have played uh, some extended travel ball over their careers, and and I think being in uh, some big game situations has helped. Um, I think on the offensive side of things, we, we've got a lot of guys that can put the ball in play, and of course, anytime you put the ball in play, you've got a chance for good things to happen. Well, that's definitely a good thing when you have uh, that much confidence in your squad, for sure. Now, I had the opportunity to, to check out your roster. I, I think one of the great advantages you have coming into this year, I see only four seniors on this Wellsboro roster, so uh, a chance to really build something special, not only for this season, but also seasons to come, uh, with the youth still to come through the uh, through the program as well. Yeah, we have a really nice group of underclassmen, and, uh, you know, they, they've been around the baseball diamond for a long time. So even though they're, they're underclassmen, I, I, I wouldn't consider them inexperienced. They're pretty experienced on the uh, baseball side of things. And our four seniors, you know, they're going to contribute. They're, they're pitchers, they're catchers, they're integral parts. So, you know, we got good stuff coming forward, but we'll also lose a lot with the seniors we have. So, um, but it is a nice mix. And of course, you know, anytime you can gain experience and bring that experience back the following season, you're always going to be a stronger club because of that. You know, I've had the chance to talk with some other coaches around the league, you know, just in casual conversation. It's kind of what I do, you know, and basically what I hear is, well, you know, we, we feel good with the bats. I don't know if we're going to have the pitching depth or some teams will say, well, you know, we might have the arms. I don't know if we're going to have the sticks. So, I mean, where do you see your team kind of falling into that realm? I mean, do you feel confident uh, with the depth in your pitching staff uh, to go along with the confidence you've already stated with uh, the bats and the offense? I feel confident in a, in a one or two game series with our pitching staff. I get nervous when you're playing three games in a week in an every other game scenario and you're watching the pitch counts because then you don't quite have the room for air that you may have. But, you know, we're, we're like most of the other teams. If, if our if our pitchers throw strikes, we're going to be competitive. If we have trouble finding the zone, then it, it could be a long evening. That's definitely a way that uh, it kind of goes for any coach, as you just said there, for sure. But now, you know, going along with that, I mean, do you find yourself maybe, uh, you know, taking one or two extra kids and saying, hey, you know, I want to take a look at you. I want to see your arm. I want to see, you know, if maybe you're a kid who I can maybe bring in for a couple of innings here and there just to kind of spare the bigger arms that you might need later on. Yeah, we've been doing some of our bullpens and doing just exactly that. We've, we've worked with some kids that, you know, probably aren't going to see a lot of time on the mound, but we are going to need them to eat some innings for us in some of those scenarios. So hopefully, you know, we'll score enough runs that you feel comfortable doing that. I've got uh, one pitcher, Zach Rowland. He's been in a cast. Uh, luckily, it's not been a throwing hand, and we'll get him back uh, starting Monday. So that'll that'll be a good thing for us. But, you know, he still has to build up his, his glove hand some. But, you know, theoretically, he's probably the ace of our staff. So, you know, we're going to play our first few games probably not having him on the mound. But as the season goes, we'll be able to work him into the mix. And, you know, I think I've got three kids I'm pretty comfortable with starting at any time. And I've got probably two or three more that, that I'm pretty comfortable about bringing in. I just hope that you know, we're able to stretch that out for the entire season. You know, I think if I were to take a poll around the NTL this year, I would probably say, you know, uh, Zach Rowland's probably uh, that one kid that all the coaches would probably unanimously say is, you know, that's that one kid that we would definitely love to have in our pitching rotation, you know, just hand him the ball and let him go to work. So, you know, I want to ask you because you've obviously got the personal relationship with him. Uh, what is it about Zach that, you know, really uh, adds a spark to your ball club or just kind of gives him that confidence whenever he's got the ball and he's on the hill well I think Zach's a competitor and he and he's a good teammate and he really he really wants to put his team in the best position uh that he can to help them win and so he's he's really good uh he has very good command of his fastball his curveball is good and he really he does find the strike zone well now I but this is a kid we've been pitching with a cast on his arm right now and he's been finding the strike zone pretty well so He's only going to get better and better when he's when he's a hundred percent. So I'd have to say his biggest attributes is that he's he's a really strong teammate and and he's got pretty good command of his fastball. 
that's always a good thing to have whenever you can, uh, you know, command the pitches that you want and just kind of feel like you're always in control out there on the mound. Now, I mean, your team has yet to take the field uh, as far as, you know, a, a league game or even uh, a regular season game for that matter. And, of course, you know, your players are, are sitting by. They're kind of watching these other teams take the field already, getting some games in. I mean, what's the attitude right now of your players kind of knowing that, you know, they've got that itch to get out there on the field? Yeah, they're hungry. I mean, we we were disappointed last night. We weren't able to play uh, Williamson. They didn't. They weren't able to field a team, and so you know it's a little bit of a letdown when you're when you're waiting for that. We had scrimmaged earlier in the week and had a really nice outing, uh, so they were really excited to to start playing. But I think they're hungry, so we're excited to get them on the field. We got to try to keep their pulse down a little bit once they get on there, so things don't move too fast. But I mean, if I had to sum them up right now, they are hungry and ready to play. As you look at, you know, what's ahead on the schedule, obviously weather looks like uh, it's going to play a little bit of a part uh, in uh, kind of messing with the schedule a little bit. I know you had a game uh, on the schedule with Canton uh, for later this week. Uh, you know, just seeing the way the weather report's coming along, I doubt you're going to see the field for that one either. So, I mean, what are you looking at as potentially, you know, your actual first game here as we head towards next week to finally get these guys on the field? I think we'll play Saturday, uh, truthfully. I believe our game with Canton tomorrow will get uh, snowed out, but we tentatively rescheduled that for well, – actually, we have rescheduled it for Saturday now. So, um, And I think the weather will be good enough to play Saturday. Um, Canton has a tarp over there that they should be able to have their field ready. So our first game, you know, we believe now will be against Canton, and they're a strong opponent. So that's, that's a good team to start out with. So, you know, similar to basketball, any team – in the NTL can beat any team. So, uh, you know, it, it should be should be fun. We're just excited to get going because, um, you know, we, we want to play this season. The kids didn't get to play at all last year. It's my first year back as, as head coach of the baseball squad. And I had all these guys when they were little, and we played a lot of baseball together. And we're really having a good time uh, enjoying one another's company. And I think, you know, COVID has obviously affected everybody in different ways. But, but the one thing I get out of, of being a coach is, I've always enjoyed being around the kids, but I even enjoy that so much more because, uh, you know, we didn't get that opportunity last year. And, and to, just to be able to, to practice and to play and to compete again is really, really special. Hey, you know, and that's an interesting fact. You know, I had no idea, you know, that this was kind of your uh, returning swan song. And, you know, it kind of sounds like there's just that kind of special bond uh, with your team here coming into this season as well, you know, kind of a motivating factor uh, to bring you back. So, I mean, does the whole camaraderie thing definitely help uh, this Wellsboro squad coming into this year? I mean, yeah, a lot of teams can bond. And, you know, a lot of coaches will say, you know, our team is just like the tightest knit group of guys. But, you know, just kind of hearing the, the genuineness in your voice it just seems like there is a bond amongst this team that is just uh, you know kind of one of those x factors that you just can't coach yeah i i truly i believe that and i i feel that in my heart as well we you know having these kids when they were six and seven we played you know in three or four different states we, we would go to all kinds of tournaments and and then having the opportunity to coach a lot of these guys in basketball for the last few years and 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 i call the games in football and i watch them play you know in soccer and so we really have a a very tight-knit group so i think that is an x factor you know when you're when you're not only fighting for yourself but you're fighting for your family you you are you tend to uh put out just a little bit harder and you don't really give up when it comes to that so i think you know if teams beat us they're really they're gonna have to beat us and and uh we understand that but we're not afraid to go into the competition because we know we have each other and, and we know win or lose, we're still going to have each other. And I, that is special. And I, I really do enjoy that. And I think the boys do too. Now, coach, you know, I kind of want to get you out of here on this one because, you know, every coach kind of just knows uh, those guys that, uh, you know, they can lean on when times get tough. Uh, I'm curious, you know, as we get this season going, uh, you know, say, you know, things don't start the way you want. Uh, who are some kind of uh, take charge leaders of this squad who you're really kind of looking at, leaning towards to say, hey, you know, I can do what I have to do as the coach slash manager, but, you know, it's you guys who really have to step up and kind of police this thing you know from within uh within the team yeah i, I think you've got caden man and, and and zach Rowland as seniors that you know they, they've been varsity players since they were freshmen so i think 
you know, they, they've already kind of stepped into that, that vocal type role to kind of keep people moving. And then you got guys like, uh, Connor, Darren, and Isaac that we had on the basketball squad that, that lead a lot by example. So I think we have a nice mix of that. Uh, so I think, you know, we've got some guys to pick from, but, um, they all know their roles. And I think that's really what, what helps a team. They, they're not going to try to do too much, but they're going to make sure they do what they can do. And, and I think if we can play that way, we can be a pretty special club. Coach, you know, uh, I can hear the confidence in your voice. I, I love the fact that, you know, you guys are such a tight-knit bunch and uh, looking forward to seeing the great results that uh, the Wellsboro Hornets baseball team can put out this year. So, Coach, I want to take this time, wish you and the Hornets the best of luck this year, and uh, can't wait to see you out on the field putting forth those results that you want, and uh, good luck on a 2021 campaign here. Thank you, Shane, and we appreciate it. All right, that's head coach Steve Adams from the Wellsboro baseball team. And stick around, folks, because we head to track and field next. Coming up here on the 50th edition of the NTL Now podcast, we get to talk with a special guest of the show. That's right. We welcome back Wyalusing track and field coach Jim Schools. That comes your way next right here on the 50th edition of the NTL Now podcast. At Mansfield University, we're proud to offer affordable, life-changing education. With more than 40 degree programs, from two-year degrees to bachelor's and master's programs, Mansfield University has something for everyone. Small class sizes allow students to receive a personalized, hands-on education, making the value of your degree go even further. Learn how an affordable education at Mansfield University can benefit you at mansfield.edu. Is it that night of the week where nobody feels like cooking and you just want some good food? Then you need to get a hold of the Park Hotel and Brewing Company in Canton. That's right, with a full menu of entrees, appetizers, and everything in between, you'll love the Park Hotel and Brewing Company in Canton. If you want pizza, wings, stromboli, steaks, and more, call the Park Hotel and Brewing Company. Dine in or take out. 570-673-8777. That's the Park Hotel and Brewing Company in Canton. Remember, like them on Facebook. Well, it would not be a 50th episode of the NTL Now podcast this week if I did not have some track and field talk with one of the most popular guests, I would say, for this podcast over these first 50 episodes. It gives me great pleasure now to welcome back from the Wyalusing track and field team, Coach Jim Schools. Coach, so glad to oh, have you, you back very- again. Thank, thank you very much, Shane. Uh, it's uh, uh, thanks for having me back again. Uh, I feel honored to be a guest on the fiftieth uh, episode. Uh, I'm not sure about popular, but that's that's fine. We'll go with that. Coach, we will always say popular whenever it comes to you. You know, whenever uh, I get the chance <laughs> to talk to people, I'm like, I got to tell you, man, that coach schools over there in Wyalusing. He's uh he's an underrated personality. So definitely uh, glad to have you here. I appreciate that. Hey, coach, you know, I, I know right now things are in kind of a lull uh, as far as Wyalusing athletics go. But I mean, uh, just as you know, the the season goes. I mean, right now, I mean, if you had to be shut down, this is probably the time you want to be. I mean, you know weather's kind of tricky here in the early going. You'd rather have that latter part of the year when the weather's good, right? Yeah, I agree 100% with that. We, we actually, I was, I was telling my coaches the other day via email um, that, you know, if, if there's a time to be shut down with the weather that was forecasted, uh, this is a pretty good time to get shut down. And, you know, when, when we set up the schedule for the league this year, we, we purposely scheduled a later start for the track meets in anticipation of something like this so that we would not have to deal with a lot of rescheduling. We're we're missing one meet on April 6th. That's already got rescheduled. We're able to start on April 9th. It'll be good to go. We we really only miss one meet, and we can easily reschedule it. Well, when it comes to track and field, I kind of feel like, uh, you know, it's one of those things where you can kind of trust the, the, the runners to at least get their workouts in. So, I mean, is there at least, you know, a little bit of contact with you and the athletes, you know, to say, hey, you know, maybe today distance runners, you know, kind of plot out a couple of days where you're doing longer miles, you know, maybe uh, your sprinters are kind of doing their own thing as well. I mean, how do you kind of balance this off time? We use an app called Remind, and uh, most of the athletes are on that. And the distance coach, Ellen Coates, she's pretty much in charge of the distance kids. 
she's been in contact with them, sending them out uh, emails and workouts and stuff like that. I've been posting workouts for the jumpers. I know the throws coach and the sprints coach, they've been in contact individually by texting or emailing the athletes and giving them ideas uh, what they should be doing. The goal really is just to, to be active and so when we when we start back on April 6th, we can start back, hit the ground running so that we can get ourselves ready in those three days for the first meet. In our Google Meet classes, in my first period class, I have several of the track athletes, so I talked to them about it. I told, there were a couple of them were throwers. I said, listen, if you, if you need a discus or a shot put, I said, let me know. I'll run down school, grab one, drop it off at, at your house for you. So that you can at least work through some of the drills, not necessarily like have to throw full out, but just kind of, you know, keep it in your hand so that you're ready to hit the ground running on Tuesday, April 6th. I just know from, from the one app that we use with the distance runners that the kids are out getting their miles in by themselves. They're out running, and I can see that. So they're, they're, they're doing a pretty good job holding themselves accountable to at least not be completely dormant during this time. So take me inside the uh, the preview here of this Wyalusing Rams team. I mean, it seems like every year the Wyalusing Rams track team on both sides, boys and girls, are, are right there in the mix uh, for the, the league title in some way or fashion. I mean, what are we looking at this year from the Rams? I mean, where do you see uh, the strengths of both of these squads this year? I mean, you obviously are familiar uh, with probably some of the distance runners that are there, but, I mean, a little deeper this year into Wyalusing. I mean, maybe, maybe the spring maybe the jumps. Uh, give me your feel of this team this year on both sides. Coach Bookman, our, our football coach, uh, he is our sprints coach, and he's been working really hard with the kids in the time that we had him, and I have seen some really good progress uh, with those kids with the, with the sprints. We are very young in the sprints, in both the boys' and the girls' side, and losing the year last year, you know, we lost a year of experience, so that even kind of makes us a little bit younger. So these, these kids have been working really hard. So I, I'm, I'm looking forward, and both the guys and the girls, of how our, our sprinters kind of step up. Our jump crew, again, for both the boys and the girls, is really, really solid. We have a couple of really good individual athletes, but we also have some very good athletes that are going to make our depth really good in, in both the, or in the long and the triple as well as the high jump. I was talking to the throws coach there before we, uh, before we left, and the the kids are working really hard. Most of the kids have are multiple sport athletes, so they've all been through this already, where the season's been delayed, been shut down. You know, we start, we shut down, we go again. They're they're all taking advantage of the fact that we're there when we're there, and, and they're not wasting any time. Like they're they're working really hard. They're, they're, they're committed to what they're doing, and I, I think that's going to be really, really good once we get back and we can continue on and, and, and expand this even more. You know, it's funny because I don't want to date myself here, but, you know, back in you know my time of running track and field, a lot of the big philosophy was you build a track team by how many 800 runners you have in the mid-distance because then you can go up, then you can go right. down and kind of work from there. I mean, how does Wyalusing stack uh, as far as, like, the mid-distance, you know, your mile, your two-mile go? I'm sure, you know, you've got to have a lot of confidence there as well. A bunch of the kids really worked hard in the wintertime to get themselves ready. Uh, so we're going to be nice and solid through there. And just looking looking at what the cross-country schedule, you know, or the cross-country competition was, I anticipate the same level of success that we had in cross-country with the distance events in the mile and the two-mile, especially on the girls' side. They've been working really hard to get themselves ready and to continue that success that we had during the cross-country season. Now, of course, as the track season goes on, obviously uh, the large school always seems to come down to overcoming Athens, overcoming Tawanda. I mean, you've had the opportunity, obviously, to kind of look around and, and see kind of what schools have here as far as athletes go. I mean, I, I know you've got to at least contacts and stuff to kind of figure this whole thing out, uh, this puzzle that is the NTL track season. I mean, where do you see, you know, kind of those uh, those 
tougher uh, competitions coming down where points are definitely critical, whereas, you know, you might not need a, a third or a fourth place uh, against, uh, you know, uh, other opponents? Obviously, uh, you, you know, Tawanda is always tough. Uh, uh, Coach Vale does a great job with those kids uh, every year, year in and year out. Uh, he and I have a, a fairly friendly, competitive uh, relationship uh, with each other. Um, we we literally uh, like during track season we we either talk to each other or we text each other every day. Uh, Athens is also going to be very strong. Uh, they have a good solid program all the way through uh, with all their events and even all the way down to junior high. Scott Riley and Ben Gambrelli do an excellent job with their kids, getting them ready to be uh, to race hard and to to compete hard when the time comes to it. Uh, and I, th I think Troy is going to be one. You know, they've been itching. They've, they've got that new track. They've been itching to, to get going on that track. So that, that's definitely going to be an advantage to them. That's going to make them more difficult, uh, a higher competition for the team. And I know they have a good group of girls coming back. So I, I think those those are, you know, us, Athens, Tawanda, and uh, Troy, I, I think are that, that for both boys and girls would be the battling it out. I'm curious just to get kind of your opinion, you know, I mean, I've talked to some coaches around the league who kind of feel like, you know, maybe the, the numbers, the participation might be down a little bit this year, you know, just because of everything that's going on, you know, maybe some kids just, you know, not wanting to come out or, you know, some, some parents may be a little leery. I mean, how do you rate, you know, your numbers this year uh, for Wyalusing track and field? Are you, are you satisfied? Do you wish maybe you had a few more kids out? I mean, how do you feel, uh, you know, your roster size stacks up? Yeah, I, I agree 100% with that assessment from the other coaches. And when when I saw how the numbers were dwindling in the winter sports, I kind of braced myself for that. And and I told my coaches before we had signups, I said if if we had 50 kids, I'd be ecstatic. So uh, we have more than that. We have a, we have uh, 65 kids. Our numbers are slightly lower than what we usually have. They're they're in the range that it, we can work with it. Like, it, it's not like our team's decimated. We did have uh, several kids that had did not come out because of COVID, just like in the winter sports. And then we had some other kids that, and, and I, I think what really, really hurt us and other teams is not having last year. I know I have a couple of kids as ninth graders who signed up last year to come out for track didn't come out again this year because they just they didn't have that experience of what it was like and they just for whatever reason decided not to come out and if you think about it like the the ninth and tenth when we have our first meet the ninth and tenth graders they'll be the first track meet that they ever had because we didn't have last year as freshmen they didn't have track at all so that's kind of you know kind of where it's going with that so i i i, I wish i had some more numbers I'm okay with the numbers that we have because we still have a, a fairly decent amount. Coach, you know, as this uh, season gets ready to ramp up for you, of course, when you start in the month of April, you know, and I kind of broached this with Coach Morgan of Troy last week. Uh, are you kind of in discussions with your coaching staff about, you know, like this is going to be like a, a very quick season. Uh, these kids are coming in after a year off from track and field competition. Uh, do you find yourself maybe ramping up workouts a little bit more just to kind of get them uh, seasoned a little quicker here this year uh, because of that loss? season absolutely and and not not necessarily the intensity part of the workout but the technical part of the workout especially for the events that are are highly technical so we we would usually spend and, and i hate to say the word conditioning but we would spend the beginning part of the season just kind of working on some general fitness all right with very little event specific or i should say very little with the emphasis is more on the general fitness than the event specific. So what what we figured, I, I got, got together with the coaches and we were talking about this. And and and, and when I, I told the kids like you know you got to take advantage of what we have. And so I'm thinking to myself, okay, I need to take that into consideration too. So I don't need to necessarily spend this uh, x amount of time on general fitness when we need to be working on the technical side of, of the event and doing the event-specific stuff 
because we're not going to have this extra time. So absolutely what you said there. Like it's it's like, you know, we we have our warm-up, our little warm-up routine and then we literally break out the event groups and we go right into event specific work. Uh, and we going to take that and let that develop our general fitness of the athletes rather than trying to spend extra time with general fitness and then go to event work because we just we don't have that much time and we we don't know how much time we have. Like we we could easily get shut down again, you know, in another week or so. So we got to take advantage of every minute that we have to get these kids specifically ready for their events. We get a perfect scenario and a perfect rest of the season for the Wyalusing Rams where all meets and everything get to be run uh, the way that they are. Uh, is there a little concern in your mind and you know maybe just you talk privately amongst your coaches uh, about the the lack of invitationals and stuff because yes, you know, you can run the dual meets uh, here in the NTL, but let's be real, a lot of the coaches definitely look forward to those invitationals. You want to test your kids as much as possible. I mean, are you concerned that you know that lack of invitationals this year, maybe seeing some other comp- Competition might not uh, make your kids peak as much as you want them to. Uh, yeah, one hundred percent on that. Again, two thoughts on that. All right, first one is that the kids will have a chance. They're, they're missing out on a chance to, to get a, a really good mark or performance just because of the atmosphere of an invitational. All right, so you you, you when you have you know seven hundred athletes at a meet and everybody is firing on all cylinders you just kind of get swept away with it and you end up getting a better mark than you would in a dual meet when there's just you and somebody else running in the race. So that definitely, you know, it, it, it's not giving us the opportunity to uh, get those outstanding marks. Secondly, and, and no offense to anybody, you know, every school, I think the only school that doesn't have FAT timing, the fully automatic timing, is Troy. Troy's the only one that has that. So we're going to be dealing with handheld times, which is definitely a disadvantage to us because the way the rules are set up with handheld times, you've got to round the times to uh, round them up and add certain time on it. So it, it's going to it's going to uh, reduce our, especially in the sprints, is where I think it's really going to get affected. Uh, it, it's really going to reduce our, our chances of getting the better marks because we're doing handheld times. So, and and the the only the only solace to this is the fact that the uh, PHAC down below us they're not allowed to go to any invitationals either. So, uh, it, it they're in the same situation that we are. So, in terms of competing against them at districts, uh, the the effect is kind of diminished a little bit, but it's still, when we get to districts, uh, if, if we're not used to that atmosphere, it can be quite intimidating. And, and that's, that's another thing that the kids need to kind of get used to. What has to happen for the Wyalusing Rams track teams this year? And I mean that as a you know a complete unit, you know, for the boys team and the girls team. What has to happen for the Rams this year to pull off you know league titles once this season uh, comes to a close? Because you know, in a perfect scenario, obviously you want everything to go your way. We both know, you know, being around track and field, it doesn't always go that way. I mean, sometimes you just have kids with extra adrenaline. Maybe a kid finishes third when he should have placed first, something like that. I mean, what do you say to your kids this year to uh, help bring those league titles home to Wyalusing? Because I've got to believe you're going to be in the front running for uh, both of them. Well, here's here's kind of this is this and this is what I told my coaches at the beginning of the season. I said uh, I, one of the primary goals for us this season is for the athletes to have fun. All right, the the, the stress level that these kids are experiencing right now is really high. Because they got, you know, we shut down, we're back. We're shut down, we're virtual, blah, you know. It, it's really high. It's, 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 and, and I want track and field to be an outlet for that stress rather than like an addition to that stretch, stress. So it, if, if we can get the kids to the point where, they, that, you know, they enjoy what they're doing, they're looking at this as a positive experience, then I think everything else can take care of itself. 
Coach, you know, I don't call you one of the best interviews in the business for nothing. I definitely appreciate uh, all the great wisdom you've shared here. Thanks for the insight into this Why Losing Rams team. And, uh, Coach, definitely looking forward to seeing uh, you and your squad out there and can't wait to see some of the great results that are going to have. And I'm going to cross my fingers that uh, track and field goes off without a hitch. But, Coach Schools of Why Losing, good luck to you, the Rams uh, track and field teams, all your coaches as well. Have yourself a great 2021 season. Thank, thank you very much. And again, I'm honored to be on, on the podcast. Thank you. And there you have it, as always, a great time to sit down with head coach Jim Schools from the Wyalusing track and field team. Of course, I've had some great conversations with him back during the cross-country seasons, but of course, you know, this week being the 50th edition, definitely wanted to get his thoughts uh, once the track and field season gets going underway. And of course, uh, you know, right now, feeling bad for the Wyalusing Ram athletes who are shut down, you know, due to uh, the COVID protocols and stuff over there at Wyalusing. High School, but definitely, uh, you know, excited for them to get back uh, not only on the track and field side of things, but also into softball and baseball season as well once that gets going too. But as we transition here on the NTL Now podcast this week, okay, we've talked baseball, we've talked track and field. It only feels right here on the 50th edition this week if we talk some NTL softball, and we are going to do that with the Athens Lady Wildcats manager slash head coach Mickey Farrell. He's kind of the new guy on the block, but he's got his Athens Lady Wildcats playing well. They are 2-0 and out of the gate. We'll get his reactions uh, to the wins. We'll also uh, preview more of their season to come so we'll talk with coach Mickey Farrell of the Athens Lady Wildcats that comes your way after this timeout right here on the 50th edition of the NTL Now podcast. Endless Mountain Brace Mobility in Troy is a proud supporter of our area athletes in the Northern Tier League. Parents don't just trust anyone if the athlete in your family is injured. Let the experts at Endless Mountains Brace Mobility be there to help make the recovery process as easy as possible. Call them today for more information on how they can help at 570-297-2993. That's 570-297-2993. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5, and closed Saturday and Sunday. That's Endless Mountain Brace and Mobility in Troy. You've got the newly permitted teenage driver in the family, but the patience to teach them just isn't there. That's why you call Max Driving Academy in Canton. Max Driving Academy will make sure your teenage driver is ready to be the safest driver on the road. That's Max Driving Academy. Call Tim Mackinich today, 570-404-7815. Or for more information, visit maxdrivingacademy.com or like Max Driving Academy on Facebook. That's Max Driving Academy, Canton. The Athens Lady Wildcats softball team is 2-0 on this young season, and the man at the helm is the Lady Wildcats coach, Mickey Farrell, and he joins us now right here on the NTL Now podcast. Mickey, first, congratulations on the early season wins, and uh, congratulations on being at the helm of a uh, pretty solid softball squad right now. Thank you very much. Yeah, we, um, it, it's, it's early yet. You know, we're young, um, and we, we, you know, we're – we're doing what we need to do. So, so far we're happy. You know, Coach, I got to tell you, you know, when I was reading the preview – uh, for this Lady Wildcat squad uh, from the uh, Valley Sports Report. Uh, you know, you knew your team was very young. You were kind of going to be searching uh, for some pitching here to start the year. And, uh, you know, it looks like you're really kind of on that, uh, you know, find out how good my arms are uh, kind of trend here early. Obviously, uh, Addie Repture gives you a good performance in the first game against Canton. Aaliyah Butler comes out uh, on, uh, you know, earlier this week and defeats Troy. So, I mean, it looks like you're showing a lot of confidence here to see, you know, how good your young arms can be. Yes, um, and I'm also fortunate to have Cadence Masik as like a closer. So right now, Aliyah and Addie are, are like one and two, and then because I, I, I don't want to say Cadence out of shortstop. So if I if I could ride with with Aliyah and Addie, both sophomores, uh, both of them made their first appearances. And it just makes our defense stronger. If, if, if I could have a Lee on the mound, it keeps our defense stronger because I can keep Patty at first base. Uh, and then Cadence comes in, and, and Cadence is ready to go whenever I need her. So 
Yeah, it's a nice. Well, I'm going to use all three of them. We're not going to have like the standard one pitcher team. I think something I really like about your squad is, and, and I don't know uh, how much uh, you know you agree with this. Maybe you don't, but I kind of feel like you know you've got. Uh, some interchangeable players where, you know, you can maybe mix and match a little bit as games go on where, you know, you can bring, uh, you know, a player in, uh, you know, maybe for defensive purposes. Maybe you can kind of flip your defensive alignment around a little bit where you have players who can play multiple positions. Yes, uh, I have a lot of girls. Uh, a lot of them can play five or six positions. Uh, you take Aaliyah Butler, she can play pretty much everywhere. Uh, Addie can play anywhere. Addie can pitch, catch every position in the in the field. Cadence can play anywhere. Uh, basic, well, Macy Coyle is basically just an outfielder, but Hatch has come in and played some first base for us. So yeah, I got a lot of. We, once we bring in a pitcher, I can make five six changes, and we feel confident with the moves we make that you know these kids can make the plays, and that, it, it is something that's uh, it's, it's a benefit to us. You know, and something else that I really like about this team is, you know, yes, it is still early on here in the uh, softball season, but, you know, all you can do is just win the games in front of you. And, you know, I'm a firm believer that winning breeds confidence for the season to carry on. So, I mean, and how important was it to get off to this uh, good start for these first couple of games? And what have you been telling the girls, you know, as this season has uh, just begun? We're, 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 we just want them to understand that, yes, you know, we've won our first two games, but we still have a lot, a lot of work to do. Uh, the first game, we left a ton of runners on base. Uh, the second game, we did not. Uh, so that's one thing that, that my hitting coach, John DePio, really stresses is we've got to put the ball in play. And John does a great job with my hitters. And I don't have to worry about that. That's his job. So we just try to, we're just trying to keep everything level-headed with them because they're young they're excited they're, they're having a lot of fun uh practices are they work their butts off at practice they want to succeed and i think a lot of that's due to what the kids did two years ago uh those kids still you know talk to these kids and it's it, it's a great it, it's just been a great experience so far for all of them so we just we just got to realize that you know we got some really tough competition coming up the ntl is pretty tough but at the same time, can't you look at, you know, kind of the youth of your team as maybe an advantage as well? Because, you know, sometimes when you're just young, uh, you know, there's not a lot of expectations or pressure. You can kind of go out, just kind of play loose, play free, and just kind of learn as you go. So, I mean, do, do you look as the youth as maybe a, an advantage for your squad this year that you can play a little more free? Yeah, um, it, that's true. Uh, we are very youthful. It's and everyone knows that. Uh, but we're our, our one through nine is solid. I mean, I'm batting I'm batting Megan Collins eighth, and the kids off to like five hits already. And Macy Coyle bats ninth, with, who has a ton of speed. And I got them there in front of in front of Harley. You know, I, I'm a believer in putting your number one hitter first, and so that's why Harley's there. Uh, and yeah, we we do have a lot of kids that that are young to the varsity level, but I have a lot of kids who play travel. And I think the experience that they've gotten in travel has definitely helped us out this year. I love the analysis that you just gave about uh, putting your best hitter in the top spot because, you know, Harley Sullivan there in the leadoff spot just seems to be kind of that, that table setter, that trend setter where, you know, if she gets things going, then the vibe just kind of translates down through the lineup. And I think she just seems to be kind of like that catalyst, that spark for uh, this Athens offense. Absolutely. I mean, the kid hit four. I think 468 two years ago, and she batted third. Uh, I, I yeah, she she's she's definitely our spark plug. She's our leader. You know, she she runs everything at practice pretty much. Uh, the other seniors do help out a, a lot, but she, she's our she's our number one leader. And uh, so, yeah, I think she started off every game with both games with singles, and then we just go from there. So yeah, absolutely, she's she's a spark plug. She's and she's a pretty good kid. So, Coach, now that you, you know, kind of have, uh, you know, kind of a vision of how this, uh, I guess, lineup is, is kind of forming in front of you, you know, you see these girls every day. I mean, what yep. really do you see as the ceiling for this team? I mean, can this really be a team that might, you know, even exceed your expectations going into this year? 
Oh, absolutely. I just I see it every day in practice. We get in the cage, and, and I know it's just us coaches pitching, but they're pound they're pounding us, and then they get in these games, and, and we're hitting the ball pretty hard so far. Now, what what we're not sure of yet is how they're going to be against a you know the Jane girl from Wyoming and and Maddie Maynard and Tawanda when we see some heat. Uh, are we going to be able to, to catch up to that? And and so that's one thing that you know we're going to really try to do. Um, we've never used a pitching machine before. And it's something that we're going to incorporate only because of those girls. Uh, we can hit, we can hit these, you know, the, the Canton girls drew pretty well. And, uh, you know, we, we're, we're really trying hard to make sure that, you know, we get our bats into the zone. And, yeah, th- this team can go far. Uh, I'm, the way Aaliyah pitched the other night, her, car, her curveball was moving like crazy. So, yeah, we're, we're excited. Um, but we got, like I said, though, we're young. We, we got to stay under control. And, uh, but yeah, the, the feeling tied for this team. Okay, so as we kind of just project forward here uh, with this group, you know, going forward with this regular season, I mean, what's going to be your constant message, I guess, uh, to this team? You know, because obviously there's going to be lumps in the road. How do you, you know, keep this team positive and focused as the year goes on? Keep on having fun. We, we stress having fun, uh, not screwing, not screwing around fun. I mean, just, we, we keep it, we keep it light. Uh, there's no screaming and yelling. These, we just let them play. They make a mistake. They come off the field. We just tell them, Hey, forget about it. Let's go get them. Uh, they, they talk to each other. The communication on the field is awesome. And they just, they just, they, they just like each other so much. And, and it's, it's, it's showing in our dugout. It's showing on the field. Uh, they they are really into it, and it, we just try to keep it fun. I mean, it's a game. You know, it, it, it doesn't matter if we win or lose. It's just go out, play hard. I, that's what we tell them in the huddle. Hey, play hard, have fun, but play hard, and let's see what happens. That's pretty much our motto. All right, and Coach Farrell, you know, before we get you out of here this week, uh, definitely want to give you a quick moment here to talk about, you know, uh, another aspect of your team that uh, not a lot of folks out there will know. But uh, not only is your team performing well on the field, but uh, also uh, doing great things uh, for the community off the field as well. Yes, um, we just had our recent fundraiser, and whenever I do fundraisers, we donate to somebody else. It's, it's just not about Athens softball. Uh, last year, we donated $700 to the Wounded Warrior Amputee Softball Team out of Virginia Beach. And this year, we wanted to keep the money local. And one of my seniors came up with the Valley Food Pantry, basically because of the, you know, the the Rusty Rail game that donates to the same, you know, the same organization. So the girls uh, did an awesome job. Uh, this morning. I texted all of them in a group text that they weren't sure how much we had made. And I said, you know what? Winning, winning tonight was really nice. But what you did for the Valley Food Pantry is priceless. We raised $1,600 for them. And, and these girls did it all. Um, their parents, of course, helped out a lot. But the girls, they, they put their hearts into it. And that's just one of the reasons why uh, we love coaching these kids because they're just great kids. Coach, you know, it seems like you are definitely uh, the embodiment of, uh, you know, this team as a whole. Uh, congratulations to you and the Lady Wildcats uh, for the hot start so far. Hopefully things keep trending uh, the way you want them to. And uh, good luck the rest of the way. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll catch up down the road this season. That sounds great. Thank you very much. And happy to talk some NTL softball there with head coach Mickey Farrell from the Athens Wildcats this week. And, you know, definitely glad to have all the other guests along this week as well. Of course, head coach of the track and field team for Wyalusing, Jim Schools. And, of course, a big thanks again to Steve Adams from the Wellsboro baseball team as well for joining this week's podcast too. I got to tell you, folks, you know, this podcast started uh, basically with just conversations 
amongst three buddies. And of course, you know, something like this uh, cannot be done alone for sure. So again, you know, as we are uh, approaching the end here of the 50th episode, uh, again, want to thank my buddies, Ed Weaver, uh, of course, from Circle W Sports. He's done a lot here on the technical side of this 50th uh, edition of the podcast. And of course, also, uh, you know, I know he has not been around uh, a lot here over this second season, but uh, Joe Carrion from the Canton Independent Sentinel, uh, he was very instrumental in uh, support for, you know, this podcast and for getting this thing going. And hopefully, you know, once things settle down uh, for Joe, he'll be able to rejoin the podcast. But for now, uh, you know, it's been uh, a lot of fun here uh, making sure that this podcast evolves and keeps growing uh, week by week and uh, episode by episode. And, of course, for all of you listeners out there, for all the coaches in the Northern Tier League, uh, of course, all the athletic directors as well, uh, a big thank you goes out to all of you for making these first 50 episodes possible and looking forward now to uh, trekking forward for, uh, I guess, what, the uh, next uh, quarter mark, which, of course, would be 75, and then, of course, the century mark heading towards 100. But, hey, you know, we've got the first 50 in the book, so that's definitely a good thing to have. Uh, also, again, before we get out of here, I want to encourage you, again, to check out all the NTL sports information that you can, whether it be at ntlsports.com, whether it be uh, at the Northern Tier Sports Report at ntsportsreport.com. Of course, they've also now branched out. They're doing uh, an NTL West Sports Report as well, so check out uh, the NTL websites for that. And, of course, don't forget uh, our good friends at the Daily Review as well for all the great sports info they put out too. And, of course, uh, don't forget to follow the NTL Now podcast on all of our social media platforms as well. Of course, you've got NTL Now Pod for Twitter. You've got NTL Now Podcast for Facebook and Instagram. All kinds of social media platforms to go ahead and follow the NTL Now Podcast. And, of course, you can follow the Northern Tier League on Twitter as well at NTL Athletics and, of course, uh, on Facebook too, uh, Northern Tier League. So, Yes, plenty of thank yous to go around. If I missed anyone, I apologize. But, of course, you know, none of this is possible without all the great sponsors as well. So, again, a big thank you to uh, Endless Mountains Brace and Mobility, Circle W Sports, Max Driving Academy, of course, the Park Hotel and Brewing Company as well, and, of course, uh, Mansfield University too. Uh, a big thank you to all of you sponsors for making this podcast possible too and looking forward to keeping that partnership as well. Uh, over these next many episodes to come. So fans, thank you again for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed number 50. The trek towards 100 begins next week. So definitely looking forward to that. So on behalf of myself, the sponsors, and everybody involved here with the podcast, this is Shane Wilber saying so long. Have yourselves a great rest of your week. We'll talk to you next week for another recap and more of NTL Sports. This has been the 50th edition of the NTL Now podcast. As always, an exclusive production of Circle W Sports. Thanks for listening to NTL Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast. Keep following the Northern Tier League on Facebook and Twitter for more updates on the Northern Tier League. Audio from the NTL Now podcast may not be used without prior consent. Join us next week for more NTL Now, brought to you by Circle W Sports.